Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, we're talking about something that is growing and growing and growing in our population in this world. It's amazing how, how uh, it's happening, but it does it, it is happening, and that's a thing called asexuality. And it's a really pretty charged concept because... You know, some people feel that it should be recognized as a ma- major sexual orientation, just like heterosexuality, homosexuality, bisexuality. There's another camp of people that prevent that they believe it's uh, nothing more than low libido or a, a generalized type of hypoactive sexual desire disorder, which is basically in the DSM-5 as a disorder. And so, you know, it's generally, basically, asexuality is defined as a lack of sexual attraction to others or the lack of sexual interest in sex. And so there are two forms of asexuality, basically. There's people who have sex drive but do not direct it towards others. They may masturbate. And then there's people who have no sex drive whatsoever. Now, we're not talking about celibacy here. Celibacy is a different term. We're talking about a person uh, not pursuing their their sense of attraction. And, um, you know, there's this uh, Bergerte who wrote this uh, book called Understanding Asexuality, and he contended that sexu- asexuality is distinct from abs- uh, abstination, from sexual activity, and from celibacy, which are behavioral motivated by an individual's personal religious beliefs. But many asexuals uh, were sexual active maybe during puberty, but some other time period, but, uh, but at that time they identified after that as asexual, that they don't experience sexual attraction. Some do, however, uh, want to have a long-term bond with someone and maybe even desire to have children. It's just that they don't put their sexuality ahead of themselves as a person. And so, you know, uh, basically they're about 1.5% of the population of the United States. And uh, that's from the research that's been conducted in the United States. And it's actually, uh, one study has it at 1.05%, which is about 7 million people in the United States population. But there's big characteristics that are driven by asexuality. Uh, It's more women than men have that feeling and and slightly uh, 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 low self-esteem is a big part of it. Uh, Low socioeconomic status, socioeconomic status. Poorer health is oftentimes a part of it. Um, uh, religious and, and uh, attended religious services uh, more often is often a part of it. They're often asocial people, which means they're kind of apathetic. Um, they have social anxiety, uh, anxiety, depression. Those are all some ingredients that some may have. And, and, and not all these people are alike. 
Many can see people as attractive but don't have any sexual need for them. And some asexuals masturbate, but in most cases, this is purely a physical experience void of fantasy. And if they do fantasize about a person, they, they wouldn't have the actual drive to be with that person. And, and they can get crushes on people, but it's not sexual in nature. Asexuals are generally not turned on by others. Some asexuals like hugging and kissing. Uh, some engage in sexual activity simply to please the other person. And, and some of them are romantic, but not sexual. And so they may be aromantic, which is uh, not interested in romance at all. And, and some are romantic towards a specific gender. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> some uh, develop an emotional connection beforehand, but not towards a specific gender. Um, some vacillate between being mm, kind of apathetic, which is aromantic and romantic. And also asexuals can identify themselves as gay, straight, and bisexual. And some have no sexual feelings at all. And, and these are uh, non-libidiousts. Uh, uh, and, and so, you know, most of the asexuals in clinical practice, basically I've seen, they like control. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. But avoiding sex with someone can serve to maintain a distance and in turn serve to defend against certain vulnerability that comes with closeness. And that's an attachment component of asexuality. And finding a partner that they could negotiate control is vital to achieving a long-term partnership. You know, while uh, it has some acceptance in our society as a fourth sexual orientation, but asexuals has not been the subject of legislation of sexual orientations. And so there's a lot of pros and cons. You know, the pro orientation, if you want them to be oriented as asexual, uh, by, by, while both uh, uh, generalized uh, HSDD uh, is, is part of it, but also asexuality imply a general lack of attraction to anyone. Asexuality sometimes is considered a disorder or a sexual dysfunction or the consequence of medical or social problem. And so, uh, you know, asexuals do not identify with being sick or de uh, demonstrate anxiety about being asexual. And, and they <laughs> basically don't believe they can be cured. And, and asexuality is not a problem to them. The problem may be that society does not understand them. And I would say that that's a big big part of it. And, and ex asexuals don't choose to have low sexual desire. You have to understand that. And many are unable to masturbate even though they reportedly have a normal sex drive. And so it can be a really life enduring characteristic for them. And some take great pride in that. It's also uh, a biologically determined orientation and, and it, will, it will likely eventually be proven. You know, many who support, you know, guys, when we are little bitty little creatures inside your mom's, your mom's uh, uh, womb in the first at least uh, five, uh, excuse me, about 15 weeks, uh, maybe up to 18 weeks, our sexual identity besides the chromosome uh, is not identified. So we're asexual to begin with. And so there may be a biological component to this. And also the, 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 the con, you know, looking at the bad part of the orient of asexuality, it's, 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 uh, it's hard to read it. 
and it's it's a you know it's hard to understand it. It's hard to be uh, a part of it in, in your life and to know what to expect and what to not expect. And 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 you have to wonder: Is it a denial of your own natural sexuality as a fear? You know, or is it a libido problem? Is it a lack of testosterone? Um, you know, what is it? And so are you just sexually averged, uh, aversion because you're not necessarily attracted to human beings? Because some people aren't. They're attracted to fetishes. And so, you know, it's, it's not really definitive whether asexuality is lifelong or it's acquired. Some people feel that they knew about it in the beginning and so others just kind of came into it. But there is a community. It's called AVEN, A-V-E-N. And this is a really large community that supports asexuality as an orientation. And, and uh, they give a lot of visibility and education uh, network. It's called the Asexual Visibility and Education Network, AVEN. With, they have about 30,000 members. And they support the notion that asexuality is biologically determined. Uh, celibacy is viewed as a choice. Asexuality is viewed as an orientation. And so this, this organization back in 2001 by David Jay was founded. And so they really want to create public acceptance and a discussion of asexuality. They also like to facilitate the growth of that community. So no matter where you stand on the issue of asexuality, asexuals do exist and deserve, you know, a forum and a place to meet like Avon. And so, it, you know, it, it should be applauded in many ways that they can finally have a place to have a dialogue. You know, looking at a asexuality, it's usually defined as a, a lack of sexual attraction. And, and uh, basically, there's a lot of options that came about, but it's only been about 10 years that we've had research on this p particular topic. But as things have happened over the years, as the sexual freedom of the homosexual and the bisexual community has come forward and the swingers and all the pornography we see online and all the, the sexual stuff that people expose themselves to, uh, people become curious and people also uh, don't like some of that stuff and people don't want to have a lifestyle that's revolving around sex. They want to have a lifestyle that's revolved around the substance of character. And many times people feel that the sexual is, at least in the asexual community, they feel that the sexuality pulls too much on people and that it's too it's too much of a challenge to negotiate between the animalistic part of our character which is to have sex and to be driven by sex just like freud used to say and the idea that that we can have a life without having that agenda that's much cleaner much more spiritual much more personal much more about your character about your integrity and about your life and that that has a position from my perspective of a lot of respect. Um, I'm not suggesting that people all become asexual, but I think it should have a voice in people's lives. Um, and maybe it's a way that people kind of evolve. You never know. But I will tell you that, that this asexual community is growing and growing and growing. Is it because social media is out there and it's growing and growing on its own and people are starting to expose themselves to that idea i'm not quite sure but it is taking a hold and it is becoming in my opinion and that's just my opinion an orientation 
rather than a disorder. Unfortunately, the uh, psychological community has not tackled this. Maybe in the DSM six, or in the abbreviated or the new DSM, maybe five and a half or whatever they want to call it. Um, basically, it's going to be probably taken on as an orientation. Um, I don't think anybody ethically wants to try to change someone's sexual orientation. I don't think that is therapeutic. I don't think it's even ethical. Um, I think it's really a violation uh, of a person's desires unless that is something that they want to take on and somebody's an expert at it. But you shouldn't be doing something that you're not an expert at. Converting people uh, on their sexual orientation uh, is is not necessarily, uh, it's a little bit too uh, much power for a therapist to have, in my opinion. So the defining characteristic of asexuality is never feeling sexually attracted to anyone, but asexuals vary in that. There's also a sense of romantic attraction. For example, it's distinct from sexual attraction. Asexuals vary in the degree in which they experience romance. Some asexuals engage in sexual relations, probably because they have a romantic partner who wants that. Also, they uh, differ in the frequency in which they masturbate and in uh, the, the, the fantasies that they have. There are even some qualifications to the characteristic of never feeling sexually attracted to anybody whatsoever. And those are called demisexuals. And they identify as asexuality until they form a strong emotional connection with someone. And that's, excuse me, the demisexual is the person that, that waits uh, until they have somebody that they do have a strong bond with. And then there's gray sexuals, and those who fall somewhere in the spectrum between asexual and sexual, we just don't know where. It's really funny. If you look how common asexuality is, there's about 3.3% of Finnish women report they never feel sexually attracted to anyone, and it's close to 2% in New Zealand high school students, and between .4% and 1% of adults in large national samples from Great Britain. You know, and how does asexual you know qualify? There, there's several ways. Uh, some people have always felt that way, you know, and, and when they asked about their lack of sexual attraction, they, they report that they've always felt that way. Lifelong feelings suggest an innate dip disposition, although it's not really a definitive indication of sexual orientation, but the long lifelong pattern is uh, uh, fairly inconsistent. And it suggests that asexuality is instead a response to, to uh, uh, bad sexual experiences or trauma. And that may take place. That may, in fact, be something that does take place. There's, there's also uh, biomarkers that are kind of associated with sexual orientations. And um, uh, we just don't know how much uh, uh, the, the, the biomarkers for an asexual person uh, differentiates from a homosexual, from a bisexual, and from a heterosexual because there's just not enough research out there. And um, also it's evidence that it's early in life. There's a lot of people that have claimed that they fa felt asexual in their early life and determining whether something like asexuality qualifies as a sexual orientation in the early onset is something that uh, asexuals worry about. Their, their lack of sexual attraction is something they're always experienced. It appears to meet the early onset. That means that they they basically never really had that drive. And, and it's just not something that they really thought much about. And um, 
So that means as they go into puberty, they may not feel like they're part of everyone else. And that can be traumatic. That can be very confusing. And that can be something that they struggle with because now that everybody else is starting to feel sexual, they don't. And they don't know what to do with that. And so that kind of sets them apart and makes them feel uh, as if they don't belong. And that may be in, uh, um, begin to be a part of their withdrawing from relationships with other people. Uh, fortunately, in this day and age, sex is a dialogue amongst young people, and they're much more accepting of people's ideal of what they are. And by the way, there's things also there's there's other sexuality out there. Transsexuals are a part of that, and there's all kinds of different sexual labels that people have applied to themselves. You know, um, it's 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 just really important that uh, it it is some people you know, have sexual attraction, but they don't act on it. And they don't feel that that consciously should be a part of who they are right now. Some people decide that it's getting in the way with their studies, their goals, what they want to do with their life, and that maybe someday they'll allow themselves to be sexual, but they don't want that agenda in front of them until they start reaching their personal goals. You know, there's studies that about... um, uh, about uh, adolescents, about 25 reported a lack of sexual attraction at one point in time, but there was only a weak consistency of lack lack of sexual attraction at a later point. And so, um, you know, these evidence and this research is far too early in the process for us to put our head around. And it's important to really understand that, you know, but I believe that even though the DSM calls it a disorder, I believe honestly that asexuality is not a mental disorder. And I think there's a lot of evidence around that. And we're going to kind of take a break and go into that and discuss it. So we're going to take a break right now, and then we'll come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about the mysterious world of asexuality. You know, what is the evidence that it's not a mental disorder? And some studies 
Asexuals report higher rates of distress and symptoms such as anxiety, medical problems. A lot of things they feel are out of control in their life. And to have sexuality is just too much chaos. And so there's a lot of evidence that suggests that those feelings are a result of prejudice and discrimination against asexuals, which has been documented in research and not an indication of any underlying psychological disturbance. But there is some research that does not support the negative accounts of asexuality. For example, asexuality does not seem to be linked to trauma. Asexuals do do not respond typically uh, with extreme aversion or disgust when viewing genitals. And there are some indications that asexual women are somewhat more likely to meet the criteria of autism spectrum disorder, about 17% compared to 14.7% in the general population. So that would be 17% above uh, the the standard female population, 14.7%. That's pretty amazing. And that's a pretty high statistic. So any anxiety or distress could also be linked to the condition of asexuality. However, the research that has been done uh, was based on what's called a cross-sectional design between asexuality and autism. And so it's only a suggestive type of research because they didn't really target asexuality. They blended it with autism. So... You know, there's a lot of uh, uh, sexual dysfunctions. The HSDD, as I talked about earlier, hypoactive sexual desire disorder, female uh, sexual interest arousal disorder, FSIAD. Those are relevant to the lack of interest in sex. But the key difference between sexual dysfunctions and asexuality is that asexuality is a choice. And, and people do need to understand that. Also, you know, they do experience some sexual attractions. Some experience sexual attractions that are atypical, like paraphilias, you know, or, you know, uh, to qualify as a disorder, they need to cause significant personal distress to the person experiencing attractions. And so, you know, asexuals, some do masturbate though less often than other people do. And when they do, some of their fantasies could be considered atypical. For example, sometimes they don't include themselves as the protagonist. Instead, they might fantasize about a romantic scene or about a fictional character. Uh, You know, some of their fantasies don't include any humans at all, which is a higher rate than 0.5% found in comparison. So some asexuals report they masturbate not for sexual pleasure, but to relieve tension. And that's atypical too. So, you know, a substantial portion of sexual individuals also engage in fantasies that might be considered uh, paraphilic. And so most important, there does not seem to be evidence that asexuals uh, cause particular distress to themselves. So, you know, it's really important to understand what is a portrait of this asexuality. You know, it's really fascinating because the ways in which we display our nature uh, as, as a social species, uh, as a sexually reproductive species, and, and the way we show, show affection really varies in, in how people live, the type of music, what they listen to, their style of art, what they look at in their environment, what catches their attention, 
you know, what are in these deep recesses of our mind? And it's not anything that is black and white and you can just say, that's it. That's why a person's asexual. Once again, it can come from biology. It could come from their environment. It could come from their influences. It could come from chemical imbalance. It could come from a fact of, uh, uh, of a sense of uh, ill health. Um, it could come from a lot of things, especially depression, anxiety. It can be a derivative of that. You know, um, some uh, actually go all the way into BDSM, which is uh, basically uh, where there's a, a power differential in one partner to another, which begs the question of an absence of affection. And so this brings uh, asexuality as a sexual identity uh, into the complex world of BDSM where they may be the master or the slave, but I would suggest they're poor, probably more often the master than they are the slave. <laughs> you know, many people, especially in the United States and other sexually charged cultures, which they're probably a majority of the cultures in this world, they tend to view asexuality with amazement. You know, it, in, in the United States, it is an amazement that someone would do without that in their life. Um, but, you know, there, there's a different end of uh, networks of, of points of view, which make up the, the spectrum that human sexuality should not be important, that sex should be to make children and not be a recreational sport like happened in the 60s when all of a sudden we uh, have uh, 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 preventative uh, medications to stop us from getting pregnant. You know, the, the, there's a long history, actually, even in, in, back in the 1800s, 1700s, uh, the Renaissance era, uh, even there's been a lot of literature, even in, starting in the 40s, where asexuality began to be discussed. Lifestyles were more a part of our history, especially during the Renaissance and those periods where people took on asexuality as, a, as an honorable thing to do. You know, even even um, Paul the Disciple in, in the Bible uh, never got married and doesn't really reference a relationship or ever having any kind of relationship. He only wanted to have a relationship with God and Jesus. So, And he actually oftentimes discouraged marriage if you currently don't have a partner he would discourage you from doing that and instead have your relationship with God and so you know <laughs> there's a lot more uh, to be explored also with asexuality sometimes some people have a unidentifiable uh, 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 organ, basically, where it's neither a penis or a vagina, where sometimes there is problems in that area that they don't know how uh, to come across in any kind of way sexually just because of the way their organ is shaped. And so it can be a really interesting challenge for a lot of people. You know, the variety of different people who practice different types of sex habits, you know, uh, uh, which you know, can be asexual, people are sexually practicing, meaning they actually have sex and some aren't in the asexual world. And, and it, it's, we have to understand that uh, it's not abstination. It's not about withdrawing. It's not about, I don't want to have sex with you. It's, they just don't want to have sex. What do you do with that? So, you know, and that's going to be a hard thing for partners to negotiate because if their asexual partner is kind of unwillingly just having sex with their partner, um, 
their partner can probably lose a lot of confidence in themselves. And maybe that's forcing them to decide to be asexual. Or maybe their asexual partner, which I've heard this before, has no concern if their partner goes out into the world and has sex with other people, which is pretty confusing. And it can be kind of degradating to the relationship, I would think, because it's playing with your partner's feelings. What if they fall in love and you offer them no sexuality? They want sexuality. That chemical uh, connection that they're developed with another person is going to imbalance that relationship likely and cause a lot of hurt to everybody's life, especially if you've both decided to have children. You know, those who harbor no fantasies or would never, you know, actually move into their fantasy life, it's much more of a biological, physical experience that where they're devoid. And so they, they don't have that idea of needing a fantasy life, so they don't embellish that part of their life. They don't feed it, and therefore it doesn't grow. And that's a big part of this asexuality. But some, uh, some don't like romance. Some love romance. But what, what romance is in their mind could be buying flowers, could be going on vacations, could be having a nice dinner, having a good conversation, so just spending time together, just cuddling, just talking, uh, just engaging with each other, um, time together, having a nice meal, whatever it might be, that to them is romantic. You know, uh, 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 <laughs> some are very deeply committed in their love and they share a wonderful trust and a romantic bond, but they're really not sexual uh, connected. And there's a lot of asexual relationships that are like that, where they agree to be together. They're very deeply in love with each other, but they just don't have that aspect to their life. You know, they, they may enjoy the flirtation. They may enjoy overtures. Um, they may even have a dialogue of sexuality that, that basically teases them, and that's enough for them. And, and they may be happy and consentive and supportive. Uh, and then uh, that's something that they don't have to worry about in their relationship, and that may be a relief to a lot of different people. Now, let's differentiate this hypoactive sexual desire disorder in the DSM-5. It's basically a mental and biological illness which is, is different from asexuality, which is really confused for asexuality by people that really don't know much about it. And so, you know, we can draw parallels to the debate about transgender people, specifically the question focused around whether or not transgender people are mentally ill or not. And, and many people conflate the idea of gender dysphoria with gen transgender people, and the two are not the same. This is people who suffer from hypoactive sexual desire disorder. Asexual people are not the same. And so confabulating this with a diagnosis is probably not a good idea. And, and you know, if a person is well-adjusted, moderately happy, and can manage their lives with a decent amount of functionality, it's very hard to call someone mentally ill. The concept of mentally ill hinges on the idea that the illness compromises the person's individual ability to function in society. And there must eventually be some drawback in the mental illness. So, yes, you can treat depression, anxiety, uh, all those kind of disorders, you know, uh, uh, OCD. You can treat all those things 
and not violate an asexual person's decision to be asexual. Just like any other human being, they may be dealing with a disorder that is thought-based that needs to be corrected. But to correct their sexuality as a term or a part of those disorders, not a good idea. Very intrusive. And also, um, let's realize that a lot of people, especially in America, don't care at all whatever uh, whatever about like fine art. They, they could point out a lot of things uh, that may uh, in society be, you know, to them kind of boring, like going to the opera or doing, you know, going to Broadway shows or whatever, where an asexual person has more awareness of what's out there in life, because they're not agenda-driven from a sexual perspective, their agenda may be music. It may be in what they see. It may be the social connectedness that they find in the world. It may be the idea of appreciating uh, an art form that other people don't really uh, appreciate. And they oftentimes find their individuality in those things. And so it's important to really understand that, that that we're all about to see uh, a new acceptance and we are seeing a new acceptance of various sexual practices which are now basically finding their identity since people are not uh, uh, are integrating sexuality into our society into our corporate guidelines into the world and, and I would suggest that that's a healthy thing to do that if we try to fight that, uh, what we're going to do is find ourselves becoming prejudiced. And, you know, you got to pick your battles in this life. We all have free will. If you don't like the way someone lives and you're religious or you're, you're Christian or whatever you want to identify with, I'm a Christian. But but the bottom line is I can't control what you do with your free will. I may have my perspectives coming from the, the, the beliefs that I have from the way I've interpreted the Bible but the bottom line is that doesn't allow me not to accept another person for their choices or even worry about their choices uh, as a person because they're in charge of their relationship. And if they believe in God, they're in charge of how that goes about and how they interpret the Bible. You know, it's amazing. We've grown up in a world up until Vatican II where basically the Bible was read in Latin uh, some were in English, but the bottom line is doctrine has always been the most important part of uh, being a person in this world, uh, meaning that the church will interpret the Bible for you rather than you interpret for yourself. You know, unfortunately, for, for religion, thank God, all of us can read the Bible for ourselves and begin to interpret in the way that we see fit. And that's an important understanding of where the world is and, and what people really hate about faith. And I'm not going to go on this much longer because it doesn't have a lot to do with the asexuality. But the bottom line is what people do with their, their, their faith is a relationship with God. It has nothing to do with a religion. And that's a very important aspect of understanding this world today. You know, and, and they really find the asexual people find themselves in a really real way uh, and on a basically a different spectrum of sexuality. And, and the, the real narrative is that we should suspend judgment unless someone is being hurt by their decision. You know, uh, it's really important to understand that we are all unique and we are all different. And, and they, the term asexuality really is referring to someone who does not feel 
sexual attraction to others or has a lack of interest, and that's okay. It's okay. Um, it's important to understand that. You know, and where does this term come from, asexuality? Uh, It it could be literally translated in some communities as not sexual, but adding uh, a to the word simply means not or without. And so just looking at the interpretation, asexuality may not really encompass asexuality. It may be a little bit too uh, definitive as to what an asexual person is, but you know, this is something that's very real in the world, and, and a lot of people think of it in terms of, uh, well, you'll never have children, or you never want to be a parent, or what kind of parent are you going to be if you're asexual? Just because a person's asexual doesn't mean that they can't raise kids who are sexual, and that's a very important thing to understand, that just because they come from that background doesn't necessarily mean they're going to influence their children to be of that background. So we need to be a little bit less judgmental and more understanding that this world's a complex place. Uh, people are complex. Relations are complex. Uh, what people choose to be sexually attracted to or not sexually attracted to is complex, but that doesn't define who the person is. All right, we're going to come back and we're, we're going to really kind of break down this whole thing, you know, and we're going to first start with us. <laughs> Am I asexual? And then, then what does it mean to be asexual? So we'll take a quick break and we'll come back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about asexuality. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, You know, are your friends ever obsessing over some TV show crush or some Netflix crush but never understand the attraction? Or, Or do you simply not have any interest in sex, perhaps you find yourself having sex with your partner to satisfy their needs over yours, 
Alternatively, you may not mind sex, but struggle to find any burning desire for it. You know, if that sounds like you, you could be asexual. Now, pansexual, what that means is that gender doesn't come into the equation when forming a relationship. Demisexual means that you don't feel sexually attracted to someone without an emotional connection. But asexual means that you don't experience sexual attraction at all. So living in a world that holds this romantic ideal and that the sexual is the highest ideals possible is difficult. And and so, you know, the most pervasive effect on life at the moment is how many conversations revolve around sex with the sexual attractiveness of certain people that just don't really want to join in. And, and so we have to wonder how common is this in, in, in the United States? How much is this in the world? And the fact is, some studies have the United States that about 3.27 million people who live asexually. And so, you know, it, it is not a trend. You know, it's always been a part of existence. It's just not ever really been a part of uh, dialogue. Back in 1896, there was this German sexologist called Magnus Hirschfeld who wrote a pamphlet alluding to people who don't have sexual desire, um, which he called was uh, anesthesia sexual. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the real mention, the, the actual writings that became important about asexuality was Anton Cesar uh, Lavie's book, the Satanic Bible, which stated that Satanism condones any type of sexual activity which properly satisfies your individual desires, be it heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual, or even asexual. And that was back in 1969. You know, it, it, it's, it's not celibacy. Uh, you know, people who are celibate, uh, and, you know, we all know this from the Catholic Church and the the the, the, the choir boys and all that stuff that they mess around with, um, but that that the, they do have sexual urges and attraction. They just may often choose not to act on it. But being asexual means you don't repress your sexual uh, feelings whatsoever. And and so you know celibacy and being asexual is the difference between abstaining from chocolate cake and having no desire to eat chocolate cake in the first place, which would be the asexual. You know. They have these romantic relationships. They can get married. They can have children. They really enjoy their sexual, their intimate relationships. But the difference between romantic relationships and friendships isn't basically solely sex. So the essence of their relationship is not necessarily revolving around the sexuality as an asexual. It's revolving around the relationships and the romance and a sense of having an exciting life, having connectedness, having moments that are very special, memories that are important. And, and, you know, the other thing is, is that being asexual will offer people to have a sense of humor because they're not looking at life from a normal perspective of the normal person, they're looking at it more concretely without an agenda of sexuality, which means they're they're more uh, logically driven than they are emotionally driven, um, and which leads them back to this family of, are you a uh, part of autism or in the spectrum of there or not? You know, that may be a part of their, their, their deal. You know, most asexual people have gender preference, they often refer to it as their orientation. Uh, so you'd be, 
you know, someone who's romantically attracted to a member of the opposite sex. There's uh, an individual with a romantic attraction towards people or genders. You know, some just want to be alone. You know, uh, um, the term asexual is, is means that they may not be uh, wanting a romantic relationship at all. And, and I would suggest that that would likely be an attachment disorder that's rather logic, uh, rather uh, uh, maybe a part of a mental issue that may be a part of the sense of they just don't want to be uh, to have the burden of, of having to deal with other people. You know, some people will do that. They'll live in a vacuum and really not connect with other people. You know, there isn't a one size fits all concept, but there is a spectrum of asexuality that needs to be understood in its own of what's healthy and what's not healthy. And what's not really been defined in that way needs to be defined in the DSM-4 as when the asexuality actually shuts them down from actually enjoying their life instead of coping with life. We all need to feel alive. And so it's important if you're asexual or, or homosexual or heterosexual, whatever, sexual, transgender, whatever, it's important for you to enjoy your life. Enjoying your life means you're not spending your energy defining yourself as an asexual. You're defining yourself as a person. And just because that is not on the high agenda of who you are, you're not putting it out there as the center of your life. You're putting that out, out there as an aspect of who you are that has a spectrum to it. And that's what's important is that the spectrum is healthy. And a lot of people that define themselves as gay or, or straight or whatever, they tend to fall into the label of what they are and then they form an opinion that may be not as, as thought highly as people that don't make those same choices. If we live behind labels, we become the label, we don't become the person. I think an asexual person is likely asexual because they want you to see their character and who they are, not see them as a, as a body and not see them from a sense of attraction that you they want to be seen as a person. So some asexual people have no sex drive, and uh, at least not towards a particular person or gender. But, you know, th those who choose never to have sex are often subject to comments like maybe you, you just haven't found the right person yet. But actually, most people tend to know their sexual orientation before they have sex. And it's no different for asexual people. You know, stereotypes really enforce the idea that masculinity includes being hypersexual. Which, which likely makes it more difficult for men to accept themselves, let alone come out. And, 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 and you know, to be labeled as something like asexuality is a black and white, but we're all gray. And, and that's the interesting part about people is that they're diverse in their sexuality. But some people have fallen behind the idea that they have to be, you know, high testosterone male to be a male. Well, no, that's now being broken. And now basically people as males are effeminate males, but they may be married to a female and they may have fully full sexual attraction to a female, but they're effeminate in nature. That's confusing, but that's where things are going. And so in this life, we have to be able to ebb and flow with how the world is. If you're going to open the, the, the if you're going to open up birth control and you're going to open up the idea that people are going to be able to talk about sex freely without being um, ridiculed by their faith, 
then the idea is, is that people are going to find that they're a lot more diverse than they originally thought they were simply because they're hearing things that people do together that they never even thought of maybe in their earlier life stages. So someone who's asexual may have little attraction, but they're about finding a specific person that is appealing and and they want to have a relationship with them. So they're looking for somebody that yes, they may want to have sex, but they don't put that out there as their big deal. And so a lot of people that are asexual do a lot of searching and you find them on the internet, you find them out there in chat rooms where they talk about their sexuality, trying to just begin to see if there's people out there that don't lead with a sexual agenda. And what's confusing is when people are at age of, let's say, 15, 14, uh, 16 years old, uh, many of those kids have a hard time because there's a lot of dialogue out there with the kids at that age where they're firing pictures around and they're firing ideas of what they want to do around. They're just walking hormones, and a person that feels asexual may feel like they're not a part of the normal crowd. So they keep searching it to find people that are in an asexual community. And once again, there's this organization, AVEN, A-V-E-N, that may help them find other asexual people in this life and form a dialogue around what is this experience. And I would also suggest that people really don't define who they are sexually fully until they're reaching into their 20s and early 30s. They don't really fully come into their own on a sexual nature. Um, That's because life is overwhelming and there's a lot of choices that we're all faced with that that basically is like drinking from a fire hose. So a lot of people have a hard time discussing or even wondering or even exploring who they are sexually. They may do things in their uh, teens and 20s that they would never do in their 30s and if they define themselves by their past, they're going to have a hard time identifying who they are as a person. So people do evolve. People do experientially learn. But that doesn't mean it's who they are. You know, um, aside from sexual attraction, uh, asexual a- a- people have the romantic attraction. They have an aesthetic attraction. Basically, are attracted to how someone may look. They uh, may also have a sensual or a physical attraction where they want to touch or hold or cuddle. Um, They may want to have a a friendship, a platonic attraction. Uh, They may want to even have an emotional attraction, wanting a connection with someone where trust is an experience that they develop over time and they cherish. You know, others may experience sexual attraction in certain circumstances. Some might only experience very limited, like someone who's a demisexual who may fall under an asexual umbrella experiences sexual attraction only when they have a deep connection to someone. And, And they also might only feel sexually attracted to people they have a deep romantic relationship. So, you know, some people that are asexual have libido, have sexual desire, but they're void of, of, of attraction. So what is libido? It's, it's your sex drive. It's about wanting to have sex and experience sexual pleasure and sexual release. For some people, it's a little like wanting to scratch an itch. Sexual desire, what is that? Well, that's the desire to have sex, whether it's for pleasure, personal connection, uh, conception, or something else. And then what is this thing, sexual attraction? 
Well, that really involves finding someone sexually appealing and wanting to have sex with them. So plenty of people who aren't asexual have a low libido or they may not desire sex. Similarly, many asexual people have a libido, might experience sexual desire, so asexual people might still masturbate or have sex. And so there are many reasons why an asexual person may want to have sex. For example, they need to satisfy their libido, their desire, their, 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 their sex drive. They, they may want to conceive children. They may want to make their partner happy. They may experience physical pleasure. Uh, they might want to show and receive affection. That may be a part of who they are. They, they, might, they may just want the sensual pleasure of sex. And, and, and of course, some asexual people have little to no sex drive or sex desire, and that's okay too. So asexuality means different things to different people. And they usually fall uh, in or out of these, these spectrums. So, and it's a spectrum. And you have to understand, well, what is a spectrum? A spectrum means that there's no label. There's no exact reason or, or, or definition of what an asexual person is. There's ingredients, but there's not always the sense of, of, of exactly who they are. Each person that is asexual is different in their own unique way. And, you know, there's another thing that's gray sexual people that they rarely experience sexual attraction or they experience it with low, low intensity. And so gray sexuality is usually seen as a midpoint between sexuality and asexuality. But there's a, you know, you really have to understand that many people's falsely think that asexuality is the same thing as celibacy or abstinence. So what, what is abstinence? It's about deciding not to have sex. And that's usually temporary. For example, someone may decide to abstain from sex until they get married. Someone might decide to abstain from sex during a difficult period of their life. And, and what's, you know, if, if despite what you've heard, it's not a medical concern. Many people think there's something wrong with an asexual person, that there's a medical concern. Well, sometimes a medical concern may factor into the asexuality, but the world seems to assume that everyone who feels sexual, that everybody feels sexual attraction. So asexual people might worry there's something wrong with them. And, and so they, they, it, it, it's really interesting how they form their personality that they feel like they're being prejudiced against in a sense of their not feeling a sexual attraction, that they're actually outside the spectrum of to be human. Uh, uh, they, they're also people believe that they have a fear of intimacy, a loss of libido. They're repressing their sexual desires. They, they have a sexual dysfunction. You know, you can deform many of these things, but that doesn't mean you're asexual. You know, there isn't really, at this point, an underlying cause. With homosexual or bisexuality, there's no understanding of cause of asexuality either. So it's just the way someone is. And asexuality isn't genetic. The results of trauma or cause of anything else, trauma may factor into some of the decision to be asexual. That happens. That happens. So it's important for us to understand this concept because in this world, the asexual people, at least through what I've discovered, do find themselves to be misunderstood. All right, that's our show. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can do that through our webpage on voiceamerica.com, the Empowerment Channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, asexual people can be bisexual as goodbye not interested 
<laughs> also asexual, the asexual egg said to the sperm, you're wasting your time. I'm asexual. And some asexual people are great in bed. They can sleep for days. Also asexual, uh, as a come on, you know, you want to be friends with benefits? Sure. Does that mean come with a salary, a 401k, health and dental? Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. (laughs) 